What's up, guys? This is Mike Dunn, professional shooting teacher. You can find me on Instagram at cmikedunn. You can find me on my website, cmikedunn.com. But right now, you are listening to the Triple Overtime Podcast. From tip-off to buzzer beater. Kick-off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Triple Overtime. This is Tony here, as always, with Cliff and Tiago. Say what's good, guys. What up? What up? What's going on? We have a very special guest for you this week. It is Mike Dunn, shooting coach extraordinaire. Uh, Instagram is at cmikedunn. Uh, Mike, how you doing, man? We appreciate having you on. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad we found the time to make it work. I, I appreciate you guys bearing with me, too, in terms of uh, rescheduling the date and everything like that. Obviously. Oh, man. Oh, it works out for everybody, man. It always works out for everybody. We'll, we'll take, we'll take a, a, a good guess at any, at any uh, delay. We love it all. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go ahead and jump right into it, man. Uh, we got a couple of uh, interesting things to talk about. But before we jump into what's going on today, let's talk about your journey into basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. So a couple, so like we know that you went to Philadelphia University. Mm-hmm. Um, walk us through that a little bit. Like what? How did you get to where you are today? But like, so let's start back there. Yeah, so I, I played basketball at Philadelphia University, and uh, and that kind of became the springboard to eventually, like in a very roundabout way, get me to where I am now. So my coach at Philly U is a he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. He is the him and Coach K go back and forth in terms of the all time winningest college coaches. Period. So I. Philadelphia University is a Division II school, but Coach McGee, thousand plus wins, keeps keeps racking them up. Um, but he was also a professional shooting coach, so he worked with guys anywhere. Every, a lot of guys that came through Philadelphia, so Charles Barkley. Um, I don't know uh, Malik. I think he worked with Malik Rose, others like more and more people. I think he worked with Sebastian Telfair at one point. Like worked with worked with some pretty pretty big names. Yeah. Okay. But um. He would take me in this. I could always just shoot, right? And, but there's a big difference between being able to shoot and being able to teach shooting. Like, I, I used to think that just because you could shoot, you could teach somebody how to shoot. And that, that couldn't be f- further from the truth. Um, but in the summertime, during his camps, he used to take me to his, uh, to his camps, and I would demonstrate while he, while he taught and he spoke. And that kind of, without me knowing it, kind of started to lay the blueprint in terms of what I'm doing now. Um, finished up college, had a, had a good career, fun career. Um, and then actually left basketball away. I just, just left it alone for a little bit. Didn't do anything with it until really till 2016, I decided that I really wanted to try to pursue and just get into it. Cause I felt like I was sitting on all this information that I just wasn't doing anything with. Right. And I said, I, I, I at least can help some parents or some kids, something like that. Like it, give away stuff for free, whatever have you. And uh, so I did. And so that's what I started. That's when I just kind of, I made a decision. I was like, I mean, truth be told, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. This will sound crazy. I wrote down, become the best shooting coach in the world. I have it still, I carry it around in my wallet. Um, it has the date on it, the insignia from the hotel that I was staying in at the time. And uh, I wrote it down. I still carry it around with me today. I use it as my bookmark for all the books I read too. So, yes, um, law of attraction, baby, law of attraction. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. And then, so from that point forward, it's been keeping the ball rolling, man. Trying to soak up as much knowledge as I can, and try to help as many kids. And now, luckily, now it's kid went from from young kids to uh, to now pros, which is it, it's a crazy it's a crazy transition. But it's one of those things that shows that if you just stick with something, you can do it. Like anybody can do stuff like that. It's just a matter of can you can you really 
and you fall in love with the plateau of things for a while and then the breakthrough happens and then find that plateau again and then the breakthrough happens. If you can find that and find joy in that, you can pretty much break, I, in my belief, you can break through in anything that you really want to do. For sure. Man, you said a lot right there. That's great. Yeah, that's that's amazing. For real. Like seriously, like <laughs> carrying the paper around, that's, that's inspirational stuff, man. That's inspirational stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I know people like, I'm sure people then would look at me like, yo, you're crazy, man. Like, I've had, I've definitely had friends that were like, yo, Mike, what are you doing? Like, you're nuts. <laughs> like, that, you know what I mean? But it's one of those things. I don't think there's anything that could take the, pl- the place of believing in yourself. Like, if you, if you have real belief in yourself, yo, sky is the limit in terms of what you can do. I tell kids that as soon as I get in front of them, I was like, look, you can be the best shooter that ever lived. And they'll look at me like, you're nuts. And I say, no, I'm dead serious. Like, you can be the greatest shooter that ever existed. And it's just about, um, who's the the motivational speaker? Inky Johnson. I don't know if you guys know who Inky Johnson is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inky always would say, he always tells people, he's like, sometimes you have to borrow other people's belief before you believe it yourself. And so that always stuck with me. Like, hey, you can borrow my belief forever until you finally realize that you, you have the ability to do it. But I know how much as a kid, hearing that kind of stuff can set you on a path unlike any other in terms of what you think you're able to do. So that's kind of how I take my approach with everything. That's That's dope. Very cool. So before I ask you uh, some more questions, uh, definitely wanted to say big shout out Philadelphia University, your thousand point score. That's not easy. So you was getting buckets, man. Like you was putting in work for sure. I I also had the benefit of playing with some amazing players. So Philly is one of the, it's one of the best D2 schools in the country year in, year out. I got to play with some guys that are legit, legit pro. Like one of the guys was Division II Player of the Year, um, averaged 30 a game. So that was the easiest career, easiest season of my life because I just had to spot <laughs> up. I just had to spot up and hit open threes. Then the very next year, we had another guy that was, again, the Division II Player of the Year, a different guy. And right now he plays on the Italian men's national team. Um, he's had a almost 12-year overseas career. Like, I, I got to play with a lot of really good guys. So that, as a shooter, you can play with good people. Life, life is easy, man. Like, <laughs> life is very, very easy, especially if you can shoot the ball. For sure. All right, so you touched on it earlier uh, as your, you know, the clientele range changes for you. What has your clientele been like since you started this process? Um, it's been different, man. It started, it started with me putting ads on Craigslist because I didn't even know what social media really, like, I had, I didn't have any social media when I started this. So um, I, I was like, I don't need to get my name out. And I didn't know how to do it. And I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. So I didn't know anybody. And uh, so I put his ads on Craigslist and people would respond. <laughs> people would respond to it. And I'm just driving to like these backwoods places in Tennessee, just training, <laughs> training 10 to 12 year olds in their driveway. You know what I mean? And then like telling yeah. my wife, like, I'm, I'm prob- I promise this is going to work out. Like this will, will work out. <laughs> And then, yeah, just going from there until gradually starting to, you know, the more you get in gyms, people see you. They see you working. They are, they, you know, they're, they're very curious about what's going on. And then that slowly started to snowball into more and more and then higher and higher level as time went on. And uh, so far, who's been, well, I don't know if you can answer this, who's been like your favorite client or is there a specific person that you've trained so far that you can see the growth is just crazy or just the... I don't, I don't know if it's a specific favorite I think the cool thing about teaching is that every, every single person is so different in terms of how they learn. So it's a challenge every time. Like my mentor, 
uh, Rob Fodor, who's the shooting coach for the Heat, he always, he said to me, he was like, the, the thing that Mike, he was like, you can know what you know inside and out, and that's perfectly good and fine. He was like, but as a teacher, you have to be able to speak 500 different languages because people learn 500 different ways. So I'd say each, each person that I've ever worked with is unique because no one ever learns the same. So no matter what you're teaching, what, if, you're, if you're trying to just push your teaching style onto a person and they're not, resp- they're not receptive to it, but you're still just pushing, pushing, it's never going to work. So as a, as a teacher, you have to be able to adapt to that person in front of you and say, okay, do I have a visual learner? Do I have uh, somebody who's more verbal? Do I have somebody that needs to see me do it in order for them to recognize it? Do I have to pull them out of their shell? Like there's, there's so many different things involved that each, each person that I ever work with is a unique experience in itself. Gotcha. That's dope, man. That's, that's, that's incredible. Cause I've heard, I've heard people say that about like different shooting coaches and stuff. And I think, uh, I don't recall exactly who we spoke to, who said it, but they were talking about how uh, a good shooting coach will come up to you. isn't going to come up to you and start saying, Hey, put your elbow in, do this, do that. They'll usually say, Hey, why don't you get some shots up and then I'll watch you get your shots up and then I'll teach you how to shoot for you. And right. I, I never thought about that, but that makes sense because obviously everybody's different. It's different, right? It is different, but principles can apply. So everybody learns different, but our principles on, like for me, my big thing with teaching, um, yes, the form and is very important, but if I can get a player just to understand how our body is actually supposed to move, even if I took away your grip of the ball and all this kind of stuff, but I got you understanding, hey, this is how we can transfer our energy from our body into the basketball and we can get that down. Now we're opening up a whole new world for that player. So it's just one of those things where I look at it a little bit differently in terms of the first thing I look at. That's, that's always the first thing. I, it's not necessarily the form, um, although that can be very important. It is very important, but it's like, it's to me, how are they even moving this basketball in a way that they're, they're going to be able to success, be able to be successful with it. So you can almost tell with any, anybody right off the get, if I can tell if they're able to transfer energy in an efficient way or not. And if they're not, that's usually how we start. Well, going off that point, you're talking about the movements and the form. Um, I do like a lot of different shooting coaches, of course, teach different ways and different styles. Um, so the big thing now is one motion shooting versus two motion shooting. Is there a specific one that you teach or like more than the other? How does that usually go for you when you're in the gym? Yeah. So I would say I try to get as close to a one motion shot as possible. I think the problem, the problem with that conversation is I think there's a lot of misinformation about what a one versus two motion shot is. And a lot of people think uh, a one motion shot means everything moves together. Whereas a two motion shot means there's a stop or you're bringing the ball up to what people call the set point And then it moves from there. Right. Uh, when in all reality, a one versus two motion shot is actually just referring to the path that the ball takes. So, a shot could actually come to a stop and still be considered a one motion shot because that ball continues to travel in the same direction from start to finish. Just because it may become to a brief pause does not necessarily mean there's two motions to it. But the more, if a ball goes forwards, goes away from me and then comes backwards and then out, I'm going to be more, that's going to be more inclined to be a two motion shot. Whereas if I can keep a ball moving from start to finish in front of my body and it never goes behind me, it stays in front of me from start to finish. That's what we would call a one motion shot. So my whole goal is to teach a one motion shot. There may be stoppage for certain players. There may not be, but can I get them to understand the more we can keep that ball traveling in one general direction from start to finish, the more repeatable we're going to be, the more efficient we're going to be. And eventually over time, you're going to understand in learning 
what your body does, the more power you're going to have. For sure. I 100% agree. We had talked about before you had, you know, before we had started recording, um, you know, the different types of one motion shooters that are in the NBA right now. I've talked to a few other basketball trainers and coaches and stuff about, uh, like you watch on tape, like Steph Curry or Trey Young or one motion guys. Uh, and they usually don't tend to shoot a lot of mid range jumpers. You see those usually go towards more of the, the two motion guys. Mm. Off, of, mm. off of example. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I, Steph, Steph's a very, Steph's different. He's a kind of a different animal in the fact that he'll, he'll shoot a one motion shot from mid range. If he's, if he's mid, mid range, he'll shoot very similar to how he shoots. Um, Which is wild, man. Like, how is that? It's even- crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, but you will find that the majority of players are going to shoot. Devin Booker is a great example. Devin Booker on his mid range will shoot a higher shot here, up here, as opposed mm-hmm. to three, his release will be lower. The, the, the big thing to understand with that is he's actually shooting the same shot. That ball's traveling along that same, we'll say that same like linear path because he, travel- he moves that ball in a relatively straight line. It's just where he's releasing that ball from is different. So whether he releases the ball from right here or releases it from up here, that ball is still moving along that same path. It's just at different points in time. So it's, it's, it's kind of confusing in that regard. People will see that and be like, oh, that's two different shots. It's not really two different shots. It's learning to shoot with almost two different timing, two different timing aspects of it. So the more so mid-range the you are... of the, the set point. Yes, it's just the change. Yeah, it's the changing this. And I hate using the word set point. I, know. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, because you didn't use it. And I was like, set point? <laughs> yeah. I don't like using it because it implies stop. Like if I say anybody, what does set remind you of? You mean you would say like, oh, put down or to stop. Plain. Whereas in, in my world, I'm trying to get players not to stop. I don't want you to stop if that's possible. So I try, I, I call it the checkpoint. I say that our mm-hmm. ball just travels through the checkpoint, which what people call the set point. So it's like, you know, you're in a car and easy pass, boom, we're in the checkpoint. We just keep it moving. You know what I mean? We're not trying to stop. Gotcha. Um, and then, so now that we have all these other things, these, these motions, um, when you're going through and you're training your clients, how much of the game that you're, or the aspect that you're teaching them is just up here? It's just mental. A lot. That's a great question because it's so, it's so much. It's so, so much. And getting them getting any player to buy into the fact that they can be good at something, they can be great at something. Um, that's one thing. The other thing that I, the biggest mental component is if we're trying to fix something, uh, I'll give you an example. Like I have a player that I was working with today, a professional guy. And our big thing is, can you release the ball on the way up? Right. This guy, he's a big dude. He's like six, eight, super strong. And he would come up to the top of a shot, hold it and almost release on the way down. Right. So, we can only fix something if he can feel what he's doing. If he cannot tap into what he's feeling and understand what he's feeling isn't where we want to be, it doesn't matter what drill we do. It doesn't matter what I say because we're not going to be able to get past it if he can't feel it when he's not doing it right. So that becomes the big mental, com- the big mental component in, all right, this is, what, this is what our focus is today. I don't care if you miss a million shots. My focus is after every shot, can you say yes or no in terms of you release the ball on the way up or you release the ball almost on the way down? And if we can take care of that today, all right, now we're on, now we're on to something. And some players will pick up on it ASAP. Some players will take a few, a few, few hours to try to figure that out. Like, that's hard, man. That's hard when you've been doing something your whole life. It's like when you, like, your significant other like one day pulls you aside and is like, 
hey, you know, like when you eat, you do this and it's really annoying. And you, <laughs> you, you would look at them and say, you would look at them and say, no, I don't. What are you talking about? And it's not until you start thinking about it the next time you do it. You're like, oh, my, I do do that. You know what I mean? I yeah. do do that. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same exact thing. It's a habit. Right. And now we try to correct habits. But the only way we can correct it is can you be aware of it? Can you give me feedback that you're aware of it? And then and then we can move on. And that's when it gets cool because it's almost like they become their own shooting coat. Like after that, like the light bulb clicks and then they'll start said they'll do it and be like, oh, man, release like and I'll stop. I'll say, do you know how great that is that you just did that? That's a skill, man. That's a skill to be able to figure that out. Like, mm-hmm. I'll stop yeah. the workout and be like, yo, that's, that's incredible. What you just did right there, that I don't care if you made it, you missed it, you recognized it. Now we can fix it. So that's the big mental component of it. That's dope, mm-hmm. man. That's so dope. All right. Well, without any, uh, you know, trade secrets or anything like that, what is <laughs> one of the biggest, fundamental, most important tips that you can give to be a better shooter? Like, that kind of a, generally applies to everybody. Uh, I'll give a, I'll, this is one of my favorite ones and it's going to be, sounds super, super easy. Uh, your eyes, man. You're, you're, I can't tell you how many players find the rim super, super late in terms of what they're doing. So I don't care how messed up your form is. If you started to just concentrate on when you locate the basket and what you're looking at, you're going to start to make more shots. Like you can be irrationally confident and start to make shots because your eyes are going to, eyes are so, so important. They're important for balance. They're important for the location of our target. I always equate things to darts, like darts. Guys are throwing at a, throwing at a target that's super small. You never see a dart player look away and then all of a sudden look at their target and where they're trying to go. Right? So why we, even as athletes, if we can control where our eyes go, why not control it to the point where we could lock in on our target just as long? And we have a bigger margin for error. You know what I mean? Like our mar- in darts, your margin for error is an inch. In basketball, we have, we have much more room to work with. So that right now, if anybody is listening to this, and I'm s- just start to look at the hoop longer. Go to the foul line. Steph Curry is a great example. They'll throw Steph the ball at the foul line, and the, minute he, the second he catches that ball, his eyes never leave the rim. He goes through his whole routine, dribbles, everything like that. Eyes are on that rim the entire time. And you can, anybody can implement that right now. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, that's big. That's big. That's a I, great tip. Yeah. You know, it, it had me thinking too, because in line with that, just made me think real quick with keeping your eyes focused. Uh, I spoke to a buddy about this before. On the release, should your eyes follow the ball or should you be targeting the rim? I'll, I'll tell most players, especially if we're fixing things, to stay locked in on the rim. I, per- I personally will let it go and I'll watch. Like, I'll, I'll watch. And there's a lot of good, really good shooters that do. Steph, Steph lets that thing go and runs, runs the other direction, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, facts. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I would never recommend doing that. But there does come, to, come a point as a shooter where you get that, broad, you get that little bit of daylight, you see, the bo- you see the rim, that ball leaves your hand doesn't really matter anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you want to watch it, watch it. Do what you want to do. Younger kids, I'm going to tell them to try to focus on that target from start to finish. It's because we're trying to be super aware of what we're doing. We're, we're trying to stay balanced and all that good stuff. Taking your eyes, start to watch the rim or, or looking somewhere else will take you off balance sooner than not. So it's better just to keep locked in the rim, uh, especially at a younger age. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so as a, 
as a shooter, in your college days, you know, you're, you're a shooter, you space on the floor. Uh, the NBA now today we see is a lot of 3 and D guys pacing space up and down. Um, a lot of people argue that the mid-range game is dead. I'd like to know, do you agree? <laughs> it's not. Thank it's you. not. It's and not. I, I, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the example. So if you guys were big NBA guys, uh, who hit a game-winning shot yesterday? D-Book. D-Book. Where D-Book hit it from? Midi. Midi. Almost all game-winning shots are mid-range shots. Facts. It's, it's crazy. You think about it. Almost all game-winning shots on the jump shot are, game, are, are mid-range shots. So when somebody needs a bucket, when they really need something to happen, it's a game-winning shot. So it's, it's, something, it's, it's really interesting to think about. Uh, if you, I think if you even looked, if you broke it down, you would see that the majority of shots hit within those last couple seconds are mid-range shots. So no way, man. No way. And as, mo- as long as DeMar DeRozan's in the league, mid-range will never be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Mello. Mello, Mello, Mello. Mello as well. Mello. There's a few guys in there that are Aldridge. keeping the mid-range game alive and well. Aldridge, yeah, CJ, man. CJ too. CJ, CJ is tough. that turnaround midi is, is still very, very popular, especially yeah. with the, uh, you know, with uh, big, small forwards, power forwards, you know, stretch fives, that kind of thing. That turnaround yeah. midi is deadly. For sure. I mean, and then there's, there's the guy, there's like this, the, the new breed of big, like, uh, Embiid will shoot a lot of mid range shots. Um, Cat. There's a lot, there's a lot of guys that will, that will still shoot him. So I think, I think it's alive and well. I think there's a place for it. For don't sure. tell, don't tell the Houston Rockets that though. No, don't tell the Houston Rockets. <laughs> I, I really, I really wish it that. Yeah, I, I got Daryl Morey on the back burner right now, man. He- <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy because like James Harden mid range game is crazy, but he's just he's taking it out of his game for the moment. They but, play uh, so interesting, man. Like it's such a, it. it's such an interesting concept. It's 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 crazy to watch like them. Did they did they beat the Blazers the other night or no? They lost. They lost. They lost. lost. Yeah, it was close. That five out system is built to not go against teams like the Blazers, though. Exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Because watching Nurk, even Zach Collins, like Zach Collins looks like a monster, and like it's just (laughs) and he's no, but Zach Collins is a really good player. No, 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 he is. But the defensive. But but watching, yeah, but watching Nurk down there, it's like he could do whatever the heck he wanted to do. So playing teams like that, I I could imagine are gonna be a little bit of. The Lakers, to me, like them playing the Lakers is a nightmare for them. To me, like in the playoffs, especially with what AD can do, mm-hmm. even what JaVale McGee can do down there. JaVale McGee is underrated mm-hmm. in terms of his finishing ability. Like that's going to be tough. Yeah, I can't wait to see how, how it plays out. But I, I yeah. think you're right with a uh, skilled big man. Like um, Nurkic is underrated as a passer. He's a very skilled big guy. So, and you know, yeah. they usually shoot the double. And if he can pass out or get a shot, yeah, they're going to struggle with bigs like that. Yeah, I'm sure. still interested sure. to see how how it plays out. Cliff Cliff's a Houston fan, so you gotta you gotta excuse him for. That's a lie. I am a Brooklyn <laughs> Nets fan. I'm a he's James, a James Harden, Harden fan. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a James Harden fan. You're you're the, you're the you're the one Brooklyn Nets fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the one. Oh, uh, he was born I, in Jersey, so he was a Jersey uh, Nets yeah. fan first. Oh, you, worse. Okay. That's worse Fair though. Enough. That's worse. That's much. Hey, that's man. much worse. That's much worse. Listen, I think we'll be fine next year. I'm very excited. I'm just sitting back, relaxing. Y'all can do y'all thing next year. <laughs> oh, next, we'll, oh, we'll next come year, talk. Next year will be fun for sure. It'll be interesting. Absolutely. And uh, okay, so on the NBA topic, who is your favorite shooters to watch right now in the league? Uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, D Book, D Book. I mean, I'm, guys that are actually playing right now would just it would probably be Duncan, D Book, uh, Tyler Hero can shoot that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'll probably leave it there. I think Duncan Robinson is the best shooter in the NBA right now. That'd be Ooh, a hot, maybe hot, a hot take. Hot no, I, no, I mean, right now, he looks amazing. Right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, in the bubble? Right yeah, yeah. Playing in yeah, the yeah. bubble, yeah. In the I mean, bubble, he's the best shooter in the bubble. Now, the, the argument could be made that even during the regular season before this happened, he was the best shooter in the NBA. Percentage-wise, and where he's hitting shots from and all that kind of stuff, I don't think, I don't for, think this year this anybody season. was touching him. But, like, next year, and Clay steps in the court, I mean, that, then... I mean, there's this guy. There's, there's this guy getting overlooked. It's so funny. I think Dunk. I think Dunk is a better shooter than Clay Thompson is. Whoa, that's I think hot. Clay, that's hot. I, think Clay, I think I think Clay's a better player. Mm. I think okay. Duncan's a better yeah. shooter. Like the things that he does don't get appreciated enough for how he's how he's hitting shots. Right, he's he's hunting shots. He's hitting shots on the move. Get, mm-hmm. Teams are game planning to not let him go off, and he's yeah. still going off. And as a shooter, like. There's guys that are that are shooters in the league that when when a team wants to shut them down they're gonna they're gonna be shut down. Right. But with what with how he's able to move and consistently hunt shots, it's it's crazy right now, man. I'm telling you, it's it's like as a shooter watching him, it's it's like art because it's it's phenomenal how he's able to do things. Yeah. Man, we've had, ex, we've had we've had my uh, no go ahead Tony. We've had two. We uh, had Terrence Ross on recently. Okay. And. Uh, and he was giving Trey Young all the love in the world. So, so you pushing the Duncan Robinson train, like I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Trey, Trey can, Trey can shoot it, man. I mean, Trey. Oh, uh, I mean, like, yeah, we were just talking about, we we're just talking about Hoopers yeah. in general, but like, yeah. like the the hot takes from both oh, y'all, God, like back, God, you know, God. so soon to close together. Love it. Trey's a monster, man. Trey, Trey is for yeah. sure. I mean, it's the this is what I, t- I tell people, the NBA. Players are so good in the NBA. I don't care who it is. Like when when I see people start to like put down players in the NBA, it I'm like, man, you have no idea that level. You have no idea to even get on that roster. You are in the top one percent of anybody that's played that sport in the world. That's that's insane. That's crazy. That's insane, man. And then people are like, man, this guy stinks. Shut up. You don't know what exactly. you're <laughs> I always tell them, man, like the, the, the 13th guy on the roster is walking in your rec league and putting up 50, no problem. That's it. Easy. No problem. That's Easy. why I try to tell Cliff all the time. He Easy. can't he can't bag me over Jeremy Lin because Jeremy Lin was a bucket. <laughs> One, Jeremy oh, Lin had that on. run of insanity. Jeremy that was Lin a, is nice. He's, <laughs> he's, an, he's an NBA champion, man. Jeremy Lin, yeah. Jeremy Lin was a bucket. Uh, so... I'm going to push. I'm going to push a little Brooklyn Nets bias towards you a little bit. I agree with Duncan Robinson as, as being one A right now. Okay, <laughs> but there's this guy in Brooklyn named Joe Harris, Joe Harris who is a heck of a shooter. Text Joe's me. a great shooter. Great shooter. Heck of a shooter. And I think he does literally. I mean, him and him and Duncan to me are of the same ilk. They do exactly the same type of things, and their their forms are impeccable. Dunk's bigger, so I think Dun- Duncan's mm-hmm. more. Duncan's closer to like six eight. I think Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe's, Joe's probably closer to, closer to like six five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the big difference there. But there, no, Joe Harris can shoot the heck out of the ball too. Then you got JJ too. JJ's phenomenal, man. JJ's been doing it a long time. Really, it's, really. JJ really going to shoot forever. <laughs> JJ JJ's been shooting the exact same way since Duke, man. Like, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. Watching him evolve though has been it's been a cool thing. Watching him grow from the time he came in the league to where he's at now. Um, but it just shows you, man. If you if you can do that at a high level, you can shoot. He's he's a, he was an underrated defender too, especially when he was young, a little younger. He played plays great team defense. 
uh, not bad man-to-man defense. I think he's he's a pro, man. That's just that's just the definition of a, a professional basketball player. Our local team is uh, the Orlando Magic, so we all three of us see, have seen JJ quite a bit in our, uh, yeah. you know, because that's just what's that's the local station for sure. You guys have an underrated shooter too. I feel like he, Evan Fournier doesn't get enough love for how well he shoots the ball. Ooh, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a bucket. Good, he's so efficient. Good, he's good so three efficient. and D guy. Yeah, you can shoot it. He can shoot it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and I think he does a lot. I think he does he does a lot more than that too. I think like Orlando's so weird, man, because they're they're really they're much better than their record says they are. Right. And right. after watching, you know, because like even like w- when we had Terrence on like two weeks ago, I mean, like you. You don't forget, but you kind of forget that Terrence Williams' career high is like, or Terrence, right? Uh, Terrence, Terrence Ross' Ross's career, I know, right? Terrence Ross' career high is like fifty-two or something. Like, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. I remember bucket, that. He's the bucket getter. He got like even in the bubble, he had like three um, and one threes that went in. I mean, like we yeah. talk about Orlando, and and they're, they're a much better team than I think. Now, are they going to make it far into playoffs? I don't know, but right. I mean, right. they're, they're, probably they're probably pre Jonathan Isaac injury. They, yeah, they, man, that's a, that's a that's a rough one. That's Tough. a rough one. Especially with how he was playing in the bubble, he was balling, man. He was yeah. oof, he was balling. Yeah, he's he's that he's on his way. Hopefully, he he makes a full recovery because he's one of those guys that could be a stud. He could be a really good player for sure. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Well, um, look, man, I I uh, uh, before I move on to this next question, I got to ask you because. You got that that boy from Akron's jersey right up there on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta ask you, man. Age old question. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go from the LeBron stand. LeBron or MJ? I, uh, I, thought you, I, I thought you were gonna ask if you sh- if you should let this go up here. I thought that was gonna be the question. <laughs> oh, that's that's not a question. That's, that's not, not a question. question. Yeah, he, we should he, come, should he come home? Um, <laughs> all right, I had this. I had this. Is, I'm I'm. Prone to oh, say man. <laughs> so, oh man! Oh so man! here to go. But here's why. So there's a lot of contributing factors to it. I think Mike's the best winner. I think I don't think any player has ever had the weight on his shoulders from the time he was 16 years old until today, and surpassed expectations. Like to me, that's insane. How he's lived his entire life and career under the microscope, and has become even that we're in the conversation of like LeBron or Jordan. That's insane to me. Like Mike, Mike, Mike had the benefit of at least not having any of this social media stuff that outside, all those outside voices tracking every move that he did. Like, and he had the chip on his shoulder early on from high school, got cut, like all that kind of stuff. LeBron was, it was just like, Oh no, we're putting you on sports illustrated and we're anointing you as the chosen one. So what are you going to do? And he's lived up to it. Like that's, and he wins. Every, he wins everywhere he goes. He wins every. I don't consider because you don't win multiple NBA championships that you're not great. Charles Barkley was great. Carl Malone was great. John Stockton was great. Preach. Reggie was great. Like it's a hard mm. to win champion. To me, that's not the end all be all. And as a shooter, I'd rather play with LeBron. Like I'd rather. I'd rather <laughs> play on LeBron's team. Than, you gonna get the Mike. ball. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, and he's going to put it right there on the money. Every and it's going to be and it's going to be open cuz he's probably driving when he passes it to you. His his IQ, his skill level, his size, like what he's able to do. I don't know, man. I that's that's my pick right there. 
I, I respect that. It's not a bad pick. I respect that. It's not a bad pick. I respect that. I mean, you can be wrong and we can respect it. That's very true. Very, very It's 2v2 right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, Alan, you guys seen Alan Iverson, what he said. He came out. Oh, just recently. Yeah, just recently. Of course, MJ is Michael Jordan is AI's idol. But he was like, I got to give it to LeBron right now. Like, I can't not. Like, LeBron is, he's he's the one. Like, and I was like, he even said he feels like KD is coming up to that that conversation as well. KD, KD should be in that conversation. Eventually, like, KD is incredible, man. That guy is. He's an idiot. He's, he's an idiot. He's, it doesn't make sense. He's Seven foot tall. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. People forget. I think people forget about just how good he is. Like it's 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 crazy. It's like he, we don't we don't appreciate him enough. Yeah, that's true. No, we'll find yeah. out next okay. year. Yeah, we'll find out. There, yeah. There's a lot of guys who we don't like. Katie's one of them because of everything that happened. Like, and again, I'm not Katie's biggest fan, but everything aside, like Katie is Katie's a one of one. He's one right. of the best we've ever seen do it. I think the same thing goes for James Harden. A lot. I think a lot of people don't put respect on his name. For yeah. reasons that I don't understand. Like, at first I got it, and then I went to Houston, and I saw him live, and I was like, this dude, it's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, the hand's in his face. Like, yeah. two people in his face, and it's automatic. It doesn't rattle in. It doesn't bounce off the... It's boom. So I'm like, yo, this dude is like... I've never seen, I've never seen me personally, anybody ever shoot. Like James Harden does. I mean, it's he, he's he's a phenom- He's actually he's a phenomenal he's a phenomenal shooter. He's also extremely skilled in the way he's able to move, which people don't give him enough credit for. He's always on balance, and he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he gets by everybody because he understands leverage. He understands how to move everything like that, and it's it's actually awesome to watch when you're looking for that type of thing because you can't. People can't stay in front. If he wants to get by you, he's going to find a way to get by you. So, yeah, he's he's a he's phenomenal too, man. Well, as a James Harden apologist, um, <laughs> I, I truly I truly believe. I mean, I've never seen anybody like him. I truly believe he's one of the best innovators we've seen in this game. But he's cha- yeah, he's, he's changed it. He's changed the way kids look at the game. I mean, I'll go to camps and kids are like, Can "You teach me how to do the James Harden step back," and I said, "No, I can't." I don't. <laughs> you turn around. Can you teach me how to do that? And I'm like, no. And, and then I usually say, you can't. You can't hit a wide open ten footer. Why do you want to shoot the James Harden? <laughs> that's usually that's usually how it goes. <laughs> a little, little bit of humbling. A little bit of humbling. We all got to start. We all got to start. Absolutely. Well, look, man. I, I tell you what. We um, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a little while. Um, having some great guests on, and we know that you're a fellow podcaster as well. Uh, joining yeah. the club, you have your podcast "Keep Shooting with Mike Dunn." Uh, yeah, seeing some yep. solid there. Um, so, what, what's uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Our, our listeners would like to know about it. Yeah, I, I probably am not as active as I as I should be. Um, really, it's just it, I just get on there and ramble. Really, man, like I, I don't, I don't like I That's just get on there. Just, That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, I just I just talk. So whatever whatever is in my mind, whether that be philosophy in regard to shooting or teaching or whatever have you a certain subject just to dive in a little bit deeper on it and just kind of get my get my thoughts on it um yeah man it's just, it's, a, it's another it's another outlet you know what i mean it's another way For to sure. kind of long, more long form in terms of getting your ideas out there because certain you know certain platforms people are seeing you in 30 second bites you know what i mean and and then sometimes yeah. when you can really start to dive into what it is you want to talk about 
Um, it brings a whole brings a whole new audience to it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I think that's what podcasting is really all about, and it helps um, individuals kind of get more of a one-on-one approach and get that information. Because again, sure. like I said, I followed you on IG for a while, and uh, and the information that you're putting out and those snippets are great. You know, but then every time you've been in the comments, I've been one of those commenters. I've been like, yeah, you said this, but what about this? You know, and to get that interaction, the fact that you're doing this podcast, I, th- I feel like listeners and, and and people who just love basketball, who just love hoop can listen in and, and maybe look, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should tweet this or I never knew that about shooting. I never knew that right. about, you know, so all these little things that they can put together. And I think I think that's really great. I, I think our listeners would would really appreciate that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the plug, man. Hey, <laughs> that's always. Good we're out here. We're out here, man. That's what we're here for. We're, all, we're out here to support each other, bro. Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. Sweet. Oh, well, uh, I got I got one more question for you, Mike, before we wrap things up here. Is there any other projects that you have upcoming that you want to plug? Uh, I, I have. I, I started virtual training. So I, I had started everything virtually right before, right before even COVID started. So I had it all set up and then COVID happened. So that actually kind of, I don't want to say COVID was a good thing, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, you, it was you, good that I had, ready. Was you were ready. It accelerated. Yeah. Right. It was good that I had everything up and running in terms of how that came. Um, that has grown amazingly. Um, and it has allowed me to work with people in countries all over the world, uh, so I have a good number of subscribers. I, anybody can see the price on it, so I'm not going to go out and put the, the number I have on there. But um, <laughs> but it's been amazing to be able to interact with kids, parents, pros all over the world uh, through this Keep Shooting subscription that I started. Um, and that's that's my that'd be my my project that I'm just continuing to try to grow because my whole goal is how can I how can I help or, or, or leave an impact on as many players as possible? And this has been kind of like the bridge that has allowed me to do it. So, um, yeah, man, on my website, cmikedunn.com, anybody that's looking to, I have, I have pros on there. I have kids on there. I have guys that are 50 years old that have never learned how to shoot. that just want to learn how to shoot. And, um, and we're making it happen, man. Seeing crazy, crazy results. And, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to check that out, for sure, go to cmikedunn.com and right under virtual train. That's dope, man. That's, That's dope. dope. That's so dope. dope. Might have to the internet, <laughs> the internet is yeah. insane, man. You never know like the reach you can get. And you never know the reach you can get if you're just nice to people and you don't, you know what I mean? Like you're not. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's, it, it all comes back. Like all that stuff comes back. You just put out good stuff, be nice to people. People will be nice to you, and then you don't. You have no idea what you're able to build from there. So, um, it's been it's been really really cool for sure. That's dope. That's dope. Well, that's all I got, guys. You got anything to add? Yeah, let's throw. In, I got one more question. You, you all right, uh, mentioned it. earlier um, that you use your your note uh, about being the best shooting uh, right. shooting coach in the world. Or you said you use that as your bookmark. So, what kind of what kind of books are we are we reading? Man, I I read like crazy, man. I read, I read nonstop. So right now I'd say for the most part now it's, it's all business oriented. So mm-hmm. I think, um, we go through stages in terms of like what we want or what we know we need to get better at. And then we gravitate towards those books. So like for the longest time I was like big into the, uh, 
uh, I don't the like self improvement books, right? Like all that kind of stuff, like trying to get the best out of yourself. Um, and then I ran into somebody who is much, much, much more successful than me. Um, you know, I started many businesses, all this kind of stuff. And his question to me was like, what are you reading? What are your top books? And I gave him my top books. And, uh, he was like, well, you're trying to grow a business, right? I said, yeah. And he's like, well, you didn't give me one business book. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. obviously I'm trying to grow a business. All right. What? And so now it's been strictly business success type oriented stuff. Um, okay. like, uh, so read, I had read Think and Grow Rich years ago. Yeah. Um, instead of rotation. <laughs> right. Right. That's a, like a, a classic, Napoleon Hill classic. But when I read it years ago, it didn't have any, nothing. Like I, I read it and I was like, eh, whatever. Um, he was like, read it again, read that again. And then like light bulbs went off in terms of me being able to do things. So that carried over into law of success. So if you ever read, if you ever read Think and Grow Rich, um, then go read law of success. I say, I say law of success is like somebody took a rolling pin to Think and Grow Rich and extended it out another 300 pages. And it's just, it's so valuable, man. It's, 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 gotcha. a, it's an incredible, incredible book, but, um, Napoleon's there, beast. Napoleon yeah, man. Yeah. Beast. yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's where, that's where I'm at with all business. The one thing is a phenomenal book. All Earl Nightingale stuff is, is really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't, I, right now I'm reading the, uh, think big and it, it's, it's one of those things where I just, I love reading, man. I think Tom Bilyeu, I don't know if you guys know who Tom Bilyeu is from yeah. impact Theory. Yeah, he always would say, I, "Yeah, ideas in equal ideas out," and I, I it's it's so true. It's so damn true, man. Like, you you take in the ideas, your brain will start firing. You'll start doing things like, "Man, why was I doing this three years ago? Why did I just start? This was right here in front of me." But it's one of those things we need the information. You know, information changes situation. So that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Gotcha. That's amazing, man. That's dope. That's yep. dope. That's dope. Damn, I tell man. kids all the time: read. That's what I tell, I, I, I teach shooting and I tell kids how to read out during my shooting <laughs> clinics. I literally, will, I'll be like, guys, start reading, like start doing it now. Start reading about what it is you want to do or what you're interested in because we, we, uh, whatever, whatever we read and whatever we want to do, those are our roadmaps to get there. You know what I mean? Like that's there's the information to get to where you want to go is there. You just have to seek it out. It's like, a, it's like a cheat code for success. It's so easy, mm-hmm. but nobody nobody wants to do it. Nobody, nobody wants to pick up a book, but it's sure, right man. it's right there, man. All that stuff is right there. Man, yeah, that's a hey, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. I'm telling you, I gotta get back on. It's just Netflix, man. It's just this Netflix. You know, like it just it gets me. They're like, "Yo, did you read about this in the article?" I'll be like, "Nah, man." But there's a documentary on it. <laughs> I hear you. I make the time. I make the time for it too. But books, man. I try to get my friends now. Hey, man, read this book. Read this, read this, read this. Look, I'll, give, I'll give away books, whatever. <laughs> he wants to, since he wanted to plug, thank you. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, you know. <laughs> we got like 80 copies of that in the house. But uh, yeah, man, it's, look, the quarantine, that's one positive of the quarantine. I've had time to start reading everything again. So it's Yeah, man. Take advantage that's of that. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm with you, man. We'll have to exchange. We'll have to exchange ideas or, or books. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man. I'm reading all the time. I'll definitely hit you up about that. Yeah, awesome. That's, awesome. That's, that's dope. That's dope. All right, man. Well, uh, 
It was awesome talking to you, dude. This this turned into a, a very honestly, it turned into a little bit different of an interview than I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, the, not not necessarily you, but just you know the way you know we it's like that with every interview. You know, we kind of have a layout of like the way we think it's going to go, and then like we all right. start riffing and have a conversation, and and it ends up being a lot better than we ever could have imagined. That's that's definitely the case here. So we appreciate you and your time, man. Um, again, everybody, Instagram at C Mike Dunn cmikedunn.com um you know just hit them up man hit them up you know somebody get these virtual uh lessons cuz uh, <laughs> i want to know what's i want to know what the deal is so help For help sure. out help out tiago <laughs> <laughs> nah if anybody wants to see me on that one on one y'all know where i'm at 3OT podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right man we'll, this has been 3OT podcast hit us up on our socials at 3OT podcast and we'll see y'all next week